Hello and welcome to today's edition of Chapter by Chapter for Dune. I am your host, Will Cowan. With me is my co-host and good friend, Steve. Uh, hello, everybody. Just so you all, just so everybody knows, we're still recording on New Year's Eve. Same with our last chapter. We had to get two. I'm on my fifth one of these little puppies. Whoops. Spilled some whiskey on the microphone there. That should be okay. So if you if you guys are listening and you're like, why are they yelling at each other? It's because Steve and I, we've been. Because let me tell you what I got going on. All right, I got some Pepsi. Fuck all going on. I got some Pepsi. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I got some Pepsi. <laughs> and I got Apple Crown Royal. Oh, that is. And I put a little cardamom bitter in there. Mm-hmm. Apple Crown Royal is. Uh, that is something else. Mm. Is is Crown Royal a uh, is that just a Canadian drink? Can you get that all over the world? Shut the fuck up! You can get that everywhere. I don't know. I know it's made in Manitoba. They don't keep just our liquor it. in Canada. We export it. <laughs> Crown Royal is not Canadian. I don't think. I don't know though. But you're overlooking the cardamom, the cardamom bitter, because you put that what in is and makes it makes it almost gives it like a um, Dr Pepper type zing to it. Oh, you had my curiosity. Mm-hmm. Now you have my attention. So I've had five of these. <laughs> I'm going to keep going. But I do want to say on a serious note <clears throat> that before recording this, I just found out that unfortunately MF Doom has passed away. And That's right. That's right. That one, it's super, I'm very upset. Very upset by it. It's uh, Anyone who doesn't know MF Doom, he's, he's a rapper. He's been around for like 20 years he's amazing if you're not in rap he's he's that type of rap that you could still like a lot of people who aren't in rap still love mf mf doom for his lyrics and he's just super unique he he he'd always wear a doctor a doctor doom mask um from like fantastic four and uh yeah and, he, and i mean he had some of the old like fantastic four like serial bits and like yeah i don't know he's got some nerdy shit which, if you're into that, it's super cool. And, of course, we are. Um, but it's time that, uh, Will, you, I think you pour, you got to pour one out for MF Doom right on your carpet. So I'm not doing it on mine. I just clean my carpet. <laughs> all right. All right. Don't don't tell my girlfriend, everybody. Watch this. But on a serious this. note, like, that is really fucking upsetting. They said, oh, I, apparently, he, he, I think he died on Halloween. What? From what I heard. And that they just released it now. But that could be wrong. I don't know. I'm sure by the time this is out, well, people will know, but no, they haven't. Re- his family hasn't released how, but I think he was like 49. Super upsetting. Anyways, let's talk about sand. Yay, yeah. we're back. We're back to sand, everybody. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. That if he passed away on Halloween, they they kept it. They kept. He it released a Christmas album this year too. <laughs> he did. It was great. Um. <laughs> That's but crazy, uh, man. but uh, must that must have been recorded before because but he must have been had that one in the chamber. Yeah, he had, he had what he it's had a good go one. It's a good MF Doom take on some Christmas classics. I recommend checking it out. But on I was listening to it on Christmas and we couldn't find it anywhere. You can only find it on YouTube. It wasn't on Spotify or anything, which was odd. But it might, maybe that maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe it didn't actually get re- a proper release. Yeah, maybe, I don't maybe know. it was just somebody on his team that just released it on YouTube when they couldn't get it on Spotify without it getting quietly or something. 
I don't know. Yeah, something like that. Uh, rest in peace, MF Doom. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That sucks. It sucks to close out 2020 with that. Uh, and I'm pouring one out for you, right? Right into. Yeah, man. Like right before. Fuck. Fuck. We only got a few hey. hours left in 2020 as of this recording. I almost called it a few hours left in 420. Whoa. <laughs> We know Hey-o. that there's infinite hours left in that. <clears throat> but uh, a couple hours left, so let's spend it talking about Dune. Dune, you you and I have spent so many hours this year talking to each other. And uh, I'm, gl- I'm happy that we are doing a show on New Year's Eve, even though it's going to be released like like weeks after New Year's. Uh, it's, uh, it's a good way for you and I to, to, close out the, to, to close out the year, man. We've done it. We've been through a lot together. Yeah. Can you see my hand on the screen? Yeah. I'm reaching out to you. Oh, can you see my hand? I'm doing the same. This is like Titanic. It's audio medium, but the people appreciate it. Except that it's not. It's not like Titanic (laughs) at all. all. (laughs) If it was, though, I would be Leo and you would be the woman. I forget her name. (laughs) Kate Winslet. You would be Kate Winslet. I could draw you, you naked. <laughs> hey, 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 we don't. Hey, we don't talk about that night, okay? You and I, we it's Titanic, that, baby. <laughs> we put that. We put that scene behind us. That is no longer us. All right. So let's let's get into Dune, everybody. Chapter thirty-six, and we are back on Arrakis. Yes. Frank Herbert spent no fucking time at all making sure that we spent time in the sand. Uh, this chapter is really interesting. Um, ah, fuck. Here we go. Here we go again. I didn't think of another chapter introduction or chapter chapter uh, chapter name. Okay, well let's bring name. let's 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 brainstorm this one. What what do we got going on here? So we know that Paul meets his new family. I think there's definitely a play on that. And we love sitcoms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. uh, Paul and the family. <laughs> Boom! Nailed it! Boom! We're nailed. We're we're in it. All right, and uh, I believe it's my turn for the chapter introduction, and I'll get us started here. <laughs> like that? That's how I. Uh, that's I how I'm gonna that. do it for now on. No, I like that okay. a lot. Muad'Dib tells us in a time of reflection that his first collisions with Arakeen necessities were the true beginnings of his education. He learned how to pull the sand for its weather, learned the language of the wind's needles stinging his skin, learned how the nose can buzz with sand itch, and how to gather his body's precious moisture around him to guard it and preserve it. His eyes assumed the blue of the Abad he learned the Jacob's away. Stilgar's preference to Muad'Dib the man by the Princess Irulan. New book! It's a new book! Stilgar's preference to Muad'Dib the man. What? There is a book. What is that There's a book? book? There's a whole book about Stilgar's preferences to Muad'Dib as a man? No, no, no. The book is called Muad'Dib the man. No. <laughs> it's his rap album. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Wood Deep the Man. I like that. That's a great that's a great uh that's a great book title. 
So, uh, I think that chapter introduction is just more or less just talking about Paul and how he's adapting to the Fremen ways and the Jacobsa way, and he's how he's loving the sand. He's getting used getting to the, the sand, sand in his nose. <laughs> yeah, he's getting used to it, you know. And Stilgar appreciates that, you know. Uh, and so this whole chapter here is. Do they uh, ever ri- hold on? Do they ever okay. take those still suits off? Like ever? Yes. Yes, yes, they do. In fact, in this chapter, Paul takes off his uh, still suit. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah, he does at the end here. Um, but I want to lead into that a little bit. Cause so this whole chapter, Paul and Jessica come to the new CH that they're hanging out at, hanging out at their, uh, their home, their new home, uh, as it's, I think it's said in the, in the book. Um, and the beginning here, it just comes to light that everybody's finding out that Leah Kynes has, uh, has perished in the desert. It's been made to look like a, uh, an accident, uh, a thopter crash. And he was eventually just killed by spice blow. However, I think everybody in the, in the CH kind of suspects foul play. I don't think everybody. Well, really they're buys like, Oh, there's a lot of accidents happening. Yeah. What is, what is this going on here? Um, but the biggest thing that I want to talk about, and this is the best part of this book, actually, and this this is actually fucking <laughs> hilarious to me, is that without without consulting Paul or any like any or Jessica or mentioning any of this, Stilgar takes Paul aside and he's like, "Hey, you remember that guy you killed out in the desert? This is his family, and you're responsible for that now." Here you go. Is, <laughs> Did no one told you this part? Oh yeah, oh, this is a big. This is the big. Part well, you of this. get his. You get his wife. She's <laughs> she's yours now, and uh, you have to take care of his kids. And yeah. uh, you get this cool lava lamp that he had. Yeah. Ooh, look at that. Yep. You get that. You get all his Rush albums on vinyl. Original. <laughs> hey, we were all. Hey, look, look. Jerry over there was about to claim all the Rush albums when he was going to do his little "I'm a friend of Jameis" speech, and he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> And they're all yours, man. Uh, and the thing that other got the other thing that got me is uh, is this is the coffee service. So does, Eric, does they Paul- bet you the coffee service again? You get his wife, and you get all his belongings. You also get his coffee service. Yes, so what espresso. does that mean? It's very does good. He have to- does he have to like wake up early before everybody else in the morning and make coffee for everybody? Like he's the coffee guy. <laughs> I took it as the other way around. Is like he gets coffee. No way, no way. I don't know. It's definitely, it's definitely the. You think that he just like sits there and everybody just comes and brings him coffee? I think he has <laughs> to wake like up. It. <laughs> I think like he has a Starbucks to wake gift card. At the at the at the at the crack of night because everything's backwards on Arrakis, uh, and he's got to pour the coffee out for everybody before everybody else wakes up. But night is probably when you want to be up. It's cool. Like it's probably kind of nice to get up and before people are up. It's it's cool weather. It's not too hot, but the sand's still kind of hot. Make some coffee. Mm, get those hey, beans I, bubbling. Hey man, get that smell like, of Java in the air. Ooh, ooh, ooh. When when even though it's uh, the timelines are kind of or the the time frame is reversed and he's waking up at night and we're waking up in the morning. I can relate. I'm a morning guy. I like waking up in the morning where I'm by myself. I get to have my coffee. I get to pour the coffee for the, out for the for the rest of my CH, and there's nobody around to, <laughs> to bug me. But uh, I think this is all just kind of like sprung on Paul all of a sudden. And Paul, 
Paul's kind of a dick in this. Not rightfully well, so. He, he is and he isn't. Like I get like so he does so he's given the option to take the James's wife as his woman or as his servant. And he chooses right. servant. Yeah. And she's really she's she's really upset by that. She's like, I'm young. What are you talking about? Don't yeah, see, yeah, yeah. Don't you see these goodies? You know what she uh, she even like flirts with him a little bit. She's like, oh, you've got something about his eyes. She mentioned something about his eyes, and yeah. uh, he's like, go spicy eyes. The, go the fuck away from me. Get the fuck away from me. It's like no, but I thought he was. I thought it was kind of chivalrous in a way. Of like, you know Paul? what? I'm not going to take. Yeah. No, no, I think, okay, yeah, in the way that uh, he's not taking her as a as a wife, totally, I, I agree with you with that, but the way he treats her after that, when he's like, oh, you're a servant, he immediately starts treating her as a servant. Like, he's, he's like, like, get me some coffee. Get me some coffee, get me some food, Where's, take me around, show me the place, and she's I like, mean, but she's all about his it. only servant, so. I mean. I mean, like, he could be making the kids do shit. I want to talk about the kids real quick. So here, okay. So there, there they are, just hanging around in the siege, waiting for Papa Jameis to come by, waiting for him to come home. And in comes this, this fifteen-year-old, uh, a guy that's only like a couple years older than these kids, you know. And he's like, "Hey, what's like, up? I killed, I killed, I killed James. I killed, I killed your papa. And I didn't want Papa it. now." <laughs> I really didn't want it, but how, how do you? Maybe, but they're kind of cool with it. They're kind of like, "Yep, hey, Papa." That's how it goes. Hey, Papa, now. <laughs> I mean, I guess so. That's just kind of the Fremen way. And how many times do you think that happens in in? Well, because uh, they mentioned yeah. that she was, Jameis, sort of like won her in the same way. Exactly. Her one of the kids is not Jameis's kids. It's uh, it's a kid from the previous marriage that uh, her, the, the that James inherited her. when he killed that guy. Yeah, so uh, her, uh, I think her name is Hera or Hera. Yeah, I don't know what these people's names are. Yeah, yeah, I I don't think they named the kids at all. Uh, but Hera is the is the woman's name, and this is just kind of like part of the gig, you know. Uh, your man yep. gets killed. The man that uh, that killed him is now your man, and uh, that's that's the gig. Like, That's the way it goes. That. But here's the thing about this, okay? Good luck with uh, that. And I was when I was reading this, there's a thought that I had was, uh, and even Paul mentions it to himself when he's uh, uh, near the end of the chapter. It's that women and children are taught to fight absolutely ferociously, and when we have that scene with the kids. Uh, they're they're holding their they they have their hands on the hilt of their Chris knives. So like they're ready to go. They're not they're like fully, they're not like fully accepting of him yet. But like, I, Paul's a good guy. I think everybody kind of like looks at Paul and they get a good feeling about him. You know, they get the whole warm and fuzzies, and you're like, yeah, all right, Papa, it is. <laughs> they're like, this could be way worse. It's not too bad. Like, all right, yeah, let's roll with it. All right, and uh, we talked about it last chapter a little bit. Uh, but we got we got to circle back to it it's the smell of the sea edge they they spend a good amount of time Long illustrating time. <laughs> illustrating <laughs> what it smells like in the sea edge and we get 
everything. We're talking about human <laughs> bo, and we're getting like. Here's the thing that Paul kind of smells like in. I have a cellar that I make uh, kombucha and cheese in. This also doubles as a laundry room. Kind of smells like that. It's a fucking nightmare in there. I walked into that room once and I immediately left. <laughs> <laughs> it smells like a sea itch. Huh. Oh, well, weird. Um, yeah, I th- actually, I think it's Jessica that notes this. She she walks in and she starts like sniffing the plates and she's like, "Wow, you guys got you guys got a lot going on here. You got spice, you got bo, uh, you've got excrement." There's a lot of poo going around mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> around here. Gotta have I think it. that's actually, I think that's actually said in the in the book. She can smell the excrement, or they can smell the excrement. Yeah. Uh, of the reclaimed, like shit. <laughs> the reclaimed shit that they're going to be drinking later. Because do they not? Do they not have the still suits? I think they all just like they all shit into a giant still suit like factory, and it all just turns it into water. <laughs> <laughs> okay, got it. Communal. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. be gone. Oh, yeah. oh, absolutely. And look, nothing goes to waste, especially this shit. Not a drop. <laughs> that's, a, that's the motto of this Fremen crew, the tribe. Nothing goes to waste, especially the shit. Especially the shit. <laughs> got to keep that. Got to keep that going. Uh, it's also mentioned here that she can smell the different products that they're making with the spice. And there's a bunch of di- bunch of different plot products that they make. Uh, there's cinnamon paper. Bread. There's cinnamon paper. <laughs> cinnamon plastics. Cinnamon, cinnamon plastic. Cinnamon explosives. Cinnamon PS5. Whoa, it's back in <laughs> stock. <laughs> you buy one and it just disintegrates right in front of you. <laughs> <You're> like, yes. <laughs> Can't wait to place Miles Morales, baby. Uh, Woo! So. so the so spice can be used for many different things it's not just to be eaten but do you think it's like one of those products that like all right yeah you get you get spice paper but can you eat the spice paper you know what i mean i feel like you could probably like boil it down and smoke it oh this is why like we're anarchist fans. cookbook stuff you know what i mean you know what i'm saying oh yeah i know exactly what it look i'm not saying i have a copy <laughs> <laughs> but i do have access to the internet so <laughs> Hey man, I I get you, I get you, um, and that's just very interesting to think about with spice. And we haven't been introduced to that idea yet in this book. Is that spice can be used for so much more than just listen to tool? Albums, I have a man. feeling it can be used for everything. I have a feeling it's probably used for like space travel. It's the gas. It's probably used, uh, you know, regularly in cooking. Look, Probably think of it curing different types of leather. Think of it as like hemp. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can make it's rope like, with it. You can make a rope. You can, you can make cars. It. You can put it smoke. on your nachos. It's nonstop. The the uses are endless. Uh I just love the fact that without looking at it, Jessica is able to smell all the different products that they can make with it. She's like She follows her uh, nose. That is a plastic. Is that a is that paper you got over there? <laughs> they're making rubber out of the spice. That's shit. And they're making that is definitely shit. Guacamole <laughs> <laughs> and butter. Hmm. 
I think the last little thing I want to talk about here is um, Paul is definitely attached to Chani, uh, but Chani and Jessica are just kind of whisked away when uh, when news of Liet Kynes is is dropped to them that he's passed, and uh, obviously the the connection is made to Paul that Liet Kynes is the father of Chani, so we're gonna have to see in the future chapters how Chani is going to be dealing with that. And obviously Paul is, is going to be there for her. She wants to be, he wants to be that support system for her. And he has little to nothing to do with this, uh, this family that's been gifted to him. But he's wiggling, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's working. He's playing the hand he was dealt. He's like, Hey man, look, I got this family. I don't even know what it Here's is. Here's the thing. John A., you're, you're awesome. You're cool. Like, I think this is great. I didn't plan on having a family. I didn't have a family. An hour ago. I have a family now. <laughs> so, you know, got a little baggage. <laughs> Where's this? I feel like I've seen this. There's a movie that is that I've seen not that long ago where, you know, a similar situation happens where... You know, yeah, I mean, they, there could just be a movie called Paul and the Family, starring, uh, starring uh, Kevin James, and <laughs> it's uh, he just inherit he like accidentally like uh, you know I don't know his brother dies or something he inherits his brother's family I don't know no, some no, sort of CH just, to Lacan thing or something I don't know just do the plot that we've had in Dune and just have Kevin James play Paul <laughs> I love it. But in a yeah. modern setting, yeah, in a modern, you know, maybe setting, in like you know, Cincinnati or something. I don't know. Yeah, he killed his. He killed his. Uh, no, it's got to be in New York. Come on, King of Queens. He killed his. Uh, he killed the the uh, the other dad of the of this family, and he inherits a pizza pizza shop in okay. in Brooklyn, right? Okay. And uh, first he has this girlfriend, but then he and the goes pizza shop is haunted by the ghosts of MCA from the BC Boys. Now you're talking. And I know it's a little sensitive. Like, I love MCA. Like, that, we talk about this MF Doom thing, the MCA thing. Oof, that one threw me through. But I think that this is kind of fun. And he loved pizza. And this is a whole, this is fun. Have you watched that Beastie Boys documentary yet on, on Apple? Uh, it's been like, I no, I haven't. And I'm very upset with uh, myself that I haven't. I, I haven't been to for a very long time. Yeah, I've got to see it too. But that, that's neither here nor there. But look, we're on to something here. Right, we are. And, and then and then it's a situational comedy with uh, mm-hmm. with Kevin James and his adopted family mm-hmm. running a pizza shop when really he just wants to hang out with Chani and save save the spice world. And MCA's in the basement and he's just like, man, <laughs> what are you gonna do all about this? Give me uh, some pizza. <laughs> you know, who's, he's, who's, he's who's, got his rhymes. Who's the ghost in uh, Big Mouth that lives in uh, the attic? Duke Ellington. Duke Ellington. Yeah. It's amazing. It's like that. My favorite character in that show. Yeah. He's <laughs> so good. <laughs> uh, I believe that's everything that I want to talk about. We, we've covered the we covered the shit. We've covered the family. We've covered mm-hmm. uh, spice mm-hmm. plastics. The whole the whole menu of spice that, that you run can the gamut. Get. Yep. Uh, we've covered it I think all we today. did it, man. It's a shorter episode. Sorry about that, everybody. I know you're waiting. I'm no, I know you're hoping. It's not even that short. A, for Shut a th- th- three-hour episode. And let me tell you guys. Nobody wants that. You. No, they do. They definitely do. 
Nobody wants that. I don't want I just, that. Of course you don't. Because you have to hang out with me. <laughs> I don't want that. Well, folks, as we said, it's New Year's Eve. And Will and I have big plans. We have a Zoom call to uh, attend. We're actually so, on the Zoom call right now. This is our this party is right now. You guys this are joining in. It. <laughs> this is it. Yeah. We're just going to stop recording. And then that's just life now. And <laughs> we just get drunk. <laughs> yeah. We're going to get drunk. That's the key, because we're not already. Wink. Wink. I'm definitely Wink. not. Wink. If you couldn't Wink. have, if you haven't figured that out from us screaming at each other, definitely not drunk. I always scream at you. I feel good about it. It makes me feel alive. It makes me remind myself that I'm alive. So, fuck <laughs> oh, yeah. you. <laughs> I think this is how we should record from now on. Just get a little, get a little sauced. I feel like we'd be stepping on the the Spice World podcast because their whole thing is that they get drunk and talk about Doom, but they talk about Doom for 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 uh, for three hours. That is a fantastic for... podcast. If anyone has not checked out that podcast, check out Spice World because it is fucking hot and spicy. Oh boy, makes my nipples pert. Oh boy. <laughs> All right, get us out of here. Let's... Get us out of here. We gotta go. We gotta get out of here. Uh, thank you for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with chapter 37. Yeah. Of Dune. Happy New Year's. <laughs>